You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Welcome to the OFNT Podcast, Episode 119, Misinformation Nation. Yes, I'm back, and better than ever. No. Oh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed the two filler episodes. What'd you think of them? Am I onto something? Author George Orwell is becoming a prophet instead of just a fiction writer. His book, 1984, seems to be being used as a blueprint by government. More on this in my rant. Newly re-elected French President Macron ignored U.S. President Biden's congratulatory call. Shows how much respect the world has for this puppet administration. Come on, man. The United States is now home to a magically shrinking economy, the most illegal immigration in the nation's history, and the highest inflation rates in decades. 81 million votes, huh? Come on, man. Mail-in voting for the win. Oh, no. Abortions are illegal in the United States. No, not really. I'm just quoting the normal, uninformed voters' reaction to the leak of a draft Supreme Court decision that may or may not be true. As usual, starting with tech news, Apple pundits are reporting that the giant fruit company is planning to launch a combination Apple TV, soundbar, and FaceTime camera. I would be all over a product like this. I had planned on buying a Sonus Beam soundbar to go along with my IKEA-branded Sonus speakers, but... I'll be holding off for now to see what Apple comes up with. Hey, maybe Tim Apple listens to the OFNT podcast. No. Yeah, let's be real here. You know, I've been railing about Apple having most of their manufacturing centered in communist China for a long time now. It just doesn't make any business sense or actually any other sense to do so. According to a recent article on the Cult of Mac website, Apple is looking to set up R&D centers along with manufacturing facilities outside of the CCP-controlled country. 
Hmm. I wonder what caused this to happen. Perhaps it's the since-buried bad press the company received from the leaked text of agreements Tim Apple made with the CCP. Remember that win-win thing? That story came and went in a hurry. Nah, it was probably the massive shutdowns resulting from the COVID surge that Communist China imposed on the cities where Apple manufactures their products. No matter what the cause of this shift, I consider it good news. Google has trademarked the name Pixel Watch, which certainly means we'll be seeing the long-anticipated watch soon. Judging from the renders available on the intertubes, we can expect a thin, round watch, which, in my opinion, looks beautiful. If this is done right, Android users will finally have a worthy competitor to the Apple Watch. Update. It seems that a prototype of the Pixel Watch was left at a restaurant and just happened to be found by someone who works in the tech press. Sure. This can happen. Anyway, this prototype wasn't fully functional, so we still don't know what operating system will power the watch. It'll be either Wear OS or, or some kind of Fitbit derivative. I'd wager it will be Wear OS. Compared to the renders leaked from last year, though, the watch appears to be kind of chunky to these old fart eyes. Being that this is a prototype, things may change for the final version of this product. Some tech I'm using. Well, I'm here this week to sing the praises of my Beats Fit Pro headphones. They're fitted with third-party ear tips, and these things have become my favorite Apple-manufactured earbuds, and uh, I've used a lot of them over the years. I currently have AirPods Pro, PowerBeats Pro, and even some old BeatX buds laying around. I mainly use the Beats Fit Pros when I ride the old indoor cycle, but I also find myself using them while consuming content on my iPad or Apple TV. Compared to the other models, the in-ear fit is so good that I don't even know I'm using them. It's like they're just not even in my ears. What does remind me that I'm wearing them is the great sound and noise cancellation these things provide. Unlike my AirPods Pro, which I bought discounted, I paid full retail for these and they've been worth every penny. My wife and son both have Beats Studio Buds, which are always on sale and are basically the same thing as the Fit Pros, minus some Apple-centric features. While my son loves his studio buds, my wife prefers her regular second-generation AirPods. She doesn't like anything in her ear canal. Now, I could make a joke here, but I'll refrain from doing so. I use the Fits at least 30 minutes per day, and at the end of the week, they have around 50% charge left. My AirPods Pro go get much less use and still need a top-up every few days. If you see the Beats Fit Pros on sale, snatch up a pair. You won't be sorry. All right, some entertainment news. Now, I've previously talked about being a fan of the Slow Horses series of novels by Mick Herron and that I couldn't wait for the very delayed Apple TV Plus series of the same name. Well, while the first two episodes of the series didn't live up to my haughty expectation, the following two have picked up some steam and I find myself enjoying the show more. My one problem with the show is I imagined how each character would look based on the literary version. Some of the actress cast really don't match up too well with how I thought they should look. And that's just a minor quibble with that. Overall, it's worth a watch. The streaming giant that started it all, Netflix, seems to be bleeding subscribers, losing some 200,000 in the first quarter of this year. 
While once the bastion of top-notch in-house produced content, the company has slipped into the woke whirlpool and is paying the price. The only reason I keep my subscription is because of the Korean produced content, which is actually well-written and produced and doesn't push any narrative, just good stories. With Apple stepping up with their own Korean-produced content, the show Pachinko, for example, the need for that Netflix subscription is fading. So, I hereby nominate Netflix for the post-retirement chopping block. And talking about losing audience, actually losing everything, we have CNN+. Plus. In episode 118, I reported that after sinking about $300 million into the launch of CNN+, Plus, the streaming service only managed a subscriber base of 150,000 with just 10,000 per day actually using the app. The company had expected millions of subscriptions. I predicted that CNN+, Plus would be folded into the upcoming HBO Max Discovery Super app, but the brass at the new owners of CNN decided to pull the plug on the service. You know, who at... CNN thought that their last place cable news network would be able to con people into paying money for a streaming service which featured nothing more than a continuation of the misinformation broadcast on their loss-leading main channel. Heck, CNN Plus didn't even feature any hard news content. What a boondoggle. Good riddance. Lastly, for the overlong entertainment section this week is a pre-rant rant. I have a question. Does every movie that comes out of Hollyweird these days need to have a woke talking point? The one point that's being hammered home every recent movie, I've watched anyway, is the anti-straight white male point, even if it has nothing to do with the plot. Either that or it is the plot. The Batman, which in my opinion is a boring piece of work, which could have been fixed with some better editing, has a line about rich white men owning everything, which kind of comes out of nowhere. Even worse is the movie Forever Purge, where the plot involves white and obviously heterosexual men attempting to overthrow the white-led right-wing government, which spurned their movement. The message here being Trump supporters turning on their leader. Does Hollywood want to push for a civil war? It sure seems that way to me. Unfortunately for them, it wouldn't turn out like they imagined it would in their propaganda movies. Some podcasting news for you. The left-leaning think tank, the Brookings Institute, have thrown their pointy hats into the podcast regulation argument. Like many think tanks these days, Brookings has veered to the left of late. In light of that, the Institute has released a report calling for the regulation of podcasts by the podcast hosting services to limit what they call hate speech and, of course, misinformation. Who and what defines those things is a question I have. Well, the question may have been answered last week, which I'll get into later. All I can say is thank goodness for the podfather, Adam Curry, and his podcast index 2.0. Here's some good podcasting news for a change. Spotify has refused to renew a multi-million dollar contract with Higher Ground Productions. If you didn't know, the Obama cabal are the owners of this media company. When Spotify signed the company, they thought that they were getting exclusive rights to podcasts featuring the dynamic duo. What Spotify actually got was one show by the former first lady that was a bore fest and one show with the thankfully former president along with fellow multi-millionaire victim Bruce Springsteen. Both shows did not live up to expectations. 
Two more shows were produced featuring unknown hosts who flung the usual woke narratives at the most likely small audience they had. The Obamas claimed that because of being an exclusive to Spotify, their audience was limited. Well, I have to say I agree with this. They also complained that Spotify would not greenlight enough of their higher ground planned shows. There weren't any plans to produce content featuring the Obamas. What they wanted was to produce shows highlighting, in their words, younger, underrepresented voices, which translates to more unknown hosts spewing more woke narratives at future low-numbered audiences. If the podcasts produced by Higher Ground Productions were bringing in the audience numbers hoped for, Spotify would have gladly offered a new contract. Well, supposedly Amazon and iHeart are hoping to land the Obamas. Good luck with that, bros. <laughs> well, it's time for my rant. As I alluded to in past episodes, the attack on white male heterosexuals in this country has been ramping up in the last few years, especially since the election of President Come Biden. On, These attacks have been ratcheted up into overdrive and from all directions. Social media legacy media, entertainment media of all kinds, and our own government. Also, have you ever noticed that there is no left-wing in this country? At least nothing is really described as left-wing. It's just so-called normal people and sources, and for those that don't go along with the current narrative being bloviated, they're labeled right-wing. Their definition of right-wing is white male nationalists and supremacists, Nazis who weren't and aren't right-wing at all, and therefore Trump supporters. There was just a report warning that the right wing is infiltrating video gaming. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that entails either. Elon Musk just bought Twitter and of course there was a left wing woke meltdown. Days after the sale was announced, the real president, Obama, gave a speech on the subject of misinformation. The current puppet administration has now decided to get serious about Section 230, which grants immunity to social media platforms for, from liability for what's posted on them. Now, of course, even if Section 230 is done away with, it'll be business as usual on these platforms. You know, the, the banning of dissenting opinions and conservative voices will continue. Now, the cherry on top was the announcement of the formation of the Ministry of Truth. I mean, the Disinformation Governance Board. This board will be part of the Department of Homeland Security, which under its current leadership deems white supremacists as the greatest threat to this country, though not one case of the left's favorite boogeyman has been referred to the Department of Justice. Hmm. FBI setup coming in three, two, one. I guess it will be this board's job to decide and define what is and isn't disinformation. Hmm. Do you think this authority could ever be abused? The head of this board, a career Democratic operative, was one of the loudest voices declaring that the Hunter Biden laptop was a Russian disinformation op. Well, it turns out it wasn't, but this is who's going to help decide what disinformation is. I guess she got her reward. In a bit of damage control, the head of uh, the Department of Homeland Security stated that the board will concentrate on Russia and illegal immigration. Sure, but don't you think other targets will be added when the perceived need arises? The consequences of this very coordinated attack on a very large segment of the population will eventually become apparent unless this insanity stops. Now you know the old saying, an animal which is cornered is at its most dangerous. Lord help us. That music you're hearing is episode 119, bidding you a fond farewell. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you and hope you found it worth your while. You can always contact me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. You can tell me what things you liked or disliked about the show. I'd love hearing from you. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. The winds of protests are blowing. So get your signs ready and get off my lawn. I'm out. I'll see you next week. Take care. time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.